your name. Holy is your name. You are worthy, Lord, because you're worth it. Because of all you've done, you're worthy of our praise. Lord, help us to put you in that place of honor, that place, that place of honor in our lives, that you might be enthroned in our lives. And the Lord, we might praise you, praise you, who was and is and is to come. Lord, we look forward to the day of your return. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your love for each and every one of us, even those that don't feel lovable. Lord, we thank you that, that you love us. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for being with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We do pick up chairs today at the end of the service. Since it's Father's Day, I decided that uh, the ladies and the children will pick up the chairs today. Uh, yeah, there you go. And then I thought about it, and I thought, well, that won't work. So, <laughs> so guys, you still got to pick up the chairs. <laughs> I, I thought about it, but yeah, it was a nice gesture. It was a good thought. It was <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, that's right. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, today we're, we're going to talk about honoring fathers. And, you know, it's a day we set aside to honor fathers. And, you know, we say, yes, we honor our fathers. But, you know, I really I want to take a look at what does that really mean? You know, what, what does it mean to honor your father? We can say it. You know, we can say use words. And, you know, sometimes what do we say about words? Words are cheap. You know, so, you know, words are good. You know, words are important. But you know, there needs to be actions that go along with those words. So today I just want to take a look at what, is, what does it really mean? Um, you know, I've, as I was thinking about getting this all together, to me, honor your father, it reminded me of the, the scripture that says, you know, love your wife, submit to your husband. You know, it's like, okay, we say those things. Yes, I love my wife. You know, I've yet to have anybody so far um, that, you know, even in marriage counseling, they didn't say they didn't love them. You know, they, they, yeah, I love my wife, or, you know, I love my spouse. But, and there's always the but. And so, you know, it's that same thing about, well, I can say I love, I can say I honor, but how does that look? What's it look like? What does it really mean? In Exodus, the 20th chapter, you know, God gives the command, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. Honor your father and mother. And, and, you know, I've heard parents say, you know, you better honor me or, you know, your days are going to be short. <laughs> you know, kind of as a threat. But, you know, it was, it was an idea of honoring and there being a blessing for doing that. It was a God's command. And it was interesting then in Mark, the 7th chapter, the 10th verse, Jesus says, Moses said, honor your father and your mother. And he who curses his father or mother, let him be put to death. Whoa. You know, it's one thing to say, honor your father and mother. But, you know, now it goes, wow, how serious is this? Well, obviously, God saw it as pretty serious. Honor your father and mother. God has a very strong word about honoring our fathers and our mothers. It's not, in God's eyes, it's not an option. It's not an option. It's something that's expected, something we should do. The word honor, I looked, I looked up the word honor. It means to regard with great respect. 
to admire, to give honor. Or is it is also a, a give, you know, it's, it's a verb, it's an action word. That it's not just, you know, something that's, well, I honor you, but it's like, how do, what do I do? What do I do? And so I want to look for a little bit at some things about honor. What's it look like? What's it look like if someone really honors you? Well, I believe, first of all, honor is respecting. Holding someone in high regard, looking up to them. Putting a high value, high value on who they are. You know, put a high value on who they are. Not only a high value on who they are, but what they say and what they believe. You know, most of this is coming from the perspective of a Christian father. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. You know, not everyone has a Christian father. And so I think that's something we need to look at. But a lot of it in the Bible is thinking that our fathers are Christians who have Christian values. And, you know, a lot of times, whether you believe it or not, you know, fathers have been through things. They've learned things. They've experienced things. You know, I just, the other day I heard that, you know, in some places they're talking about 16-year-olds voting now. I gasp. What? 16-year-olds have zero life experience. Zero. I mean, I mean, they got some, I guess, but, you know, and now we're going to let them have a say in our country? I don't get it. I don't get it. Part of it is, I think, because we don't honor our elders. We don't honor those over us. To a great extent, I think we dishonor them thinking that a 16-year-old can know more than someone else. I don't know how many 16-year-olds will vote. I don't think our country is probably going down the tubes for it. By the same, by the same, on the same hand, I think it gives a bad signal. I think it gives a bad signal. I think at 16, you know, at 16, what do kids want to say? You know, a lot of 16-year-olds want to say, I know more than you. They think they know more than their parents. They think they've got all the answers. Some of it is because they want to exert themselves. You know, they're growing up, and I understand that. Some of that's natural. You know, as, as children grow up, they get to a point where they want to say, hey, I've got some things to say, too. And that's okay. That's okay. But I think in the midst of that, there still needs to be a respecting. A respecting. One of the things in the church, I think, that I'm seeing is there's no respect for the elderly. There's no respect for people who have wisdom. The younger generation thinks they know it all. And they, they, don't, they don't need to listen to nobody. To me, there's a lack of honor in a lot of ways. A lack of honor. I see it playing out in several, several situations. And it's like, wow, where's, where's the honor? Now, I realize that young people have to start experiencing things and step up, but I understand all that. But it's not without honor. It's not without honor. So we need to treat our fathers as though they know something. Now, I know they don't know it all. And your fathers, they, if they're honest, and I think it's good to be honest, guys, 
If they're honest, they'll tell you when they mess up and when they don't know. Don't act like you know it all and you got all the answers. Don't be, you know, like, well, don't ask me any questions because I don't answer questions. I just give orders. You know, no. You know, we need to listen. We need to encourage, support. But by the same token, our children, as they grow, they need to honor. And when you go through these periods of time when you're starting to become an adult, you can still question and ask questions, but you can do it with honor. You can do it with respect. Respect. So we need to, we need to show that. We need to look up to our fathers. I was at a graduation, and a, a young man, um, middle-aged young man, was telling me about his father. And it was so neat because he said, you know, here's the things. He was sharing. This is what I learned from my father. You know, he says, I learned this. I learned to work hard. I learned to be on time. I learned to tell the truth. He was going through the things he learned from his father. What was he doing? You know, he was telling me these things he learned, but he was giving honor. He was giving honor to his father. He was, you know, he was honoring him. He's saying, wow, you know, I learned these things from my father. And so we can see that there's, there's things that we can learn. You know, you know, there's maybe you can say there's bad fathers out there, and I'm not going to argue with you that there's fathers that aren't doing the things they should. But even in those situations, if you listen, you can probably learn something. You know? And probably if it's the worst scenario in all the world, you can at least learn how not to do it. I've seen, I've seen kids grow up in those situations, and they, believe it or not, can come to the conclusion I am not going to be like that. You know, and to some extent, that's giving honor. You know, that you can still treat somebody with honor and respect. Number two, we need to obey them. There needs to be some obey your father and mother. Don't always argue. You know, some, some situations, it's like if a, if a father says something, the child wants to argue all the time. Some children more than others. Some of it is because of personalities. You know, if you get a type A child that you're raising, you know, they're going to argue a lot. They're going to question everything. Some children are going to be that way. And they're not necessarily doing it out of disrespect. They just want an answer like, why are you doing that? And give me an answer. Sometimes kids will throw things out and they just want an honest answer. You know, but in the midst of that, children need to learn to obey. Instead of always saying, why do I have to? Do I have to? Do you really mean it? You know, yes. And one of the things is let your yes be yes, your no be no. Don't give them the yes and then back away and then, you know, Two, you know, two minutes later, you, well, I really meant that. And they know, well, you didn't mean it yet. And then they go, well, I really meant that. And then all of a sudden, they don't know where the line's at. That's very confusing. And so after the 10th, I don't know, you better do it. Then all of a sudden, the parent explodes and the child goes, what's this all about? <laughs> well, if you would let your yes be yes in the first place, you went and went through all that. So a lot of times, you just need to say, you know, it's yes and no, and then that's the end of it. 
You know, don't say yes and then back up from the line and then let them wander around and say, oh, that's too far, and then, you know, keep moving. It's, that's too confusing. So make the rules, you know, real clear, and children, obey. You can, you can ask honest questions, honest questions to learn. But, you know, we need to make sure there's honor. So when we think about honoring our dads, we, you know, we're doing it today. So once a year, we honor our fathers. You know, we honored our mothers. And, you know, sometimes maybe we think, well, that gets us off the hook. Well, I honored them. What's the problem? You know, well, it's not honor just to once a year say, well, I set aside a day for you. That doesn't necessarily make honor. It's a good thing. I'm not against it. You know, buy him a present once a year. You know, here's what happens when you get older. You know, what do you buy an old dad? <laughs> that's a problem. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of a problem. What do you buy? You know, they don't need another tie. You know, I kind of got to the point where I don't need another shirt. You know, I still got some I haven't wore from last Christmas. So I probably don't need another shirt. So it's like, what do they need? You know, isn't that a problem? What do they need? Of course, let me suggest this. Old dads always need gift cards to restaurants. <laughs> you know, you can always you can get them a gift card. You know, that's a nice thing. But, you know, what do you, what do you need? Well, you know, presents are nice, and I, I'm, not, I'm not against them. But a present once a year doesn't make honor. It can be part of it. You know, it can be a part of honor, but they're not necessarily... Because sometimes... Giving a present is almost, uh, uh, what am I going to say? It's almost discouraging sometimes if you don't honor them the rest of the time. It's almost like, well, you treat me like this all year. Now I get a present. I mean, it's almost like, wow, I would rather have you treat me with honor the whole year. And skip the present, but you don't have to. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know it's kind of like, you know, you, you really want that to be something that comes from the heart. You know, um, it's not honor when you disrespect them. You can't honor somebody and disrespect them at the same time. Talk back to them. Talk back. And it's not just asking questions and giving conversation back, but you know what talking back is. It's disrespectful. It's when it's disrespectful. You know? Cursing, you know, the Bible up above it says, you know, if you curse your your parent, you know, that God says you should die. It's pretty strong, pretty strong. So we never curse our parents, talk back to them, talk bad about them, talk bad about them to somebody else. There's such a hard time sometimes about being honest. You know, can I be honest and still honor somebody? I believe the answer is yes. It's how you do it. It's how you do it. It's your heart a lot of times. You know, um, sometimes there may be honest things you want to talk to somebody about that bother you about how your, your father might treat you. And you can do that with respect and honor. You can do that with respect and honor. I believe you, you can't obey someone 
if you argue all the time or honor them, if you just argue all the time, you know, just always having that tension. Always that tension there. And it comes across out of, with disrespect, you can kind of, some of these things are things you kind of just know and feel. You know, you can tell when somebody asks you a question or when somebody's being disrespectful. You, you just know. You just know, you know the difference. You know the difference. So how do we practically honor our fathers? Put them in a place of high regard in your mind. See your father with honor. See him with honor. Look up to them. Don't think he's stupid and doesn't know anything. You know, I, I, I said, well, but you know, don't think he's stupid. He doesn't know anything. You know, some people would say in the media there's been a there's been an attack on fathers that we've we've put them down to a place that they're just they don't know anything. I think there's kind of some of that that's been going on. You know, they well they don't know anything. Listen to them. Listen to them. Listen to where they're coming from. Hear what they're saying. Listen to them when they're when they're really sitting down and pouring their heart out and telling you telling you things that probably are are from within. Of course, that means that fathers have to give their children a time to do that. You know, that's that's important, too, that fathers give their children some time. What I think I heard something this week that the average child gets 45 seconds a day with their father. 45 seconds a day. Well, that's kind of a hard, you know, you get 45 seconds of quality time a day to, to hear what they really believe. I don't think you can get there in 45 seconds, you know. You're not going to get there in 45 seconds with me because it takes me a while to get there, you know. If you really start asking, like, well, what do you really think about this? Well, you know, you know, questions that really are out of your heart. It takes a while to get there. 45 seconds, you know. Learn about their godly values. Spend time with them. Love and respect the other members of your family. You know, I believe it gives honor to fathers when the family is peaceful. That's honoring, when the family is peaceful. When the family's not at odds with one another. You know, everybody's all stirred up. So as I think about all that, I, I, I have to ask answer there I'm not going to find I'm going to answer this question but I have to at least approach this question how do I honor my father if he's abusive nowadays I believe that's very pertinent sad to say sad to say I'm not saying we never had abusive fathers but I think it's something that's definitely on the rise and so I think some people have to deal with well you you're talking about honor but man you don't know my dad you don't, you don't know what my dad does. Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. You know, there's fathers who provoke their children to anger. They just get them fired up. They just get them fired up. And then they wonder why their kids are like that. Do not provoke your children to anger. Colossians 3, 21 says, Fathers, 
Don't provoke your children to anger lest they become discouraged. You provoke your children to anger, eventually they will give up. They'll get discouraged. And so then we come to the and then we say, okay, now honor your father. And you go, wow. You know, because some kids are going, man, I'm discouraged. I, you know, this is, you're asking me to honor my father? You don't know my dad. You don't know what I go through. One third of all children in our country don't have a father. One third of the children in our country don't have a father to honor. Think about that. Let me say this. The Bible says God is a father to the fatherless. So God says he understands that there's fathers who aren't the father they should be. And to those, he says, I'll be your father. Now, that means they have to find him. They have to know God. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to happen for the fatherless to have a father. For God to be their father, they got to know God. There's a lot of things that happen. And a lot of these children don't have a father and they don't know God. So even God can't be their father. You know, there's some, we're, we're, we're developing some very bad situations. I believe God is a father to the fatherless and he uses people. He uses people. And just think about it. Who's he going to use? Well, there's a good chance he's going to use his people. So he says to us, we have to be willing to be a father to the fatherless. We have to be willing to step up sometimes. We have to be willing to step in there and show God's love where somebody may not get it. So what do you do if you have an abusive father? You know, first of all, and I don't say this as though it, but first of all, you got to pray for him. You got to pray for him. Don't give up praying for him. I got to believe that my heavenly father, if he hurt a child, pray for his father, earthly father, that I got to believe my heavenly father would answer. They would care. They would hear that cry. So first and foremost, we pray for them. We don't necessarily pray for what they do. Depends what that is. But, you know, we pray for them. Pray for their soul. Pray that their heart might change. Pray that their behavior might change. Behavior changing sometimes gets kind of rough. Most of us don't change behavior on our own. Most of the time, most of the time, we don't change behavior on our own. A lot of times when we need to change behavior, God has to deal with us. And sometimes that gets hard. Sometimes that gets hard. So we pray. Number two, we forgive them. We forgive them because it releases the pain in our hearts. We don't forgive them because we want them off the hook. We don't want to not forgive them to keep them, to keep them on the hook. But we forgive them because when we forgive them, it frees God to work in them and in us. 
Yeah. If you don't forgive, you're going to hold grudges. You're going to get angry. You're going to get unforgiveness. The Bible says if we don't forgive, God won't forgive us. So that's a bad place to be. A bad place to be. So we forgive them. We forgive them. Now, in some situations, if it's an adult situation, it's sort of easier than others, maybe. But if it's a minor child in these situations, I believe in those situations, sometimes you need to take measures to get help. I do not believe that God wants children to stay in abusive situations. He doesn't want children to stay in situations where they're going to be abused physically or sexually. He just, that's not what he wants. So sometimes you forgive, you pray, you love, but sometimes you've got to get out of there. And sometimes that can be very difficult. Very difficult. It can be very difficult. It can be very difficult for children. You know, the system is out there. I've been involved very sporadically in, this, in the system. It doesn't always work for you. You know, sometimes I've seen the system fail. The system is also very slow. Very slow. Um, it's almost like, I'd like to help you, but call me when they shoot you. That's the system. Recently, I heard a sad story of a pastor who had that philosophy. He said he didn't believe in divorce, so this person had to stay there. And the only way out was, if they shoot you, then you can go. I struggle that my God would want somebody to stay in a situation. And the only way out was somebody finally had to shoot you. Can't believe that. Can't believe that. So consequently, you know, can you honor someone if you're in that situation? Yes. Yes, you can. It's about attitude. It's about attitude. You know, you can honor someone and still do the hard thing. You can honor someone, but still sometimes you've got to do the hard thing. And so, so, you know, I don't believe that God wants us to be in a, in a situation that is going to cause us harm. So for the children out there who I know are in those situations, you know, I believe that God would want them to honor their father. But sometimes you've got to do hard things. You've got to do hard things. So today we honor our fathers. We honor them. Today we honor our Heavenly Father. You know, God is a father to the fatherless. And, and maybe that's a little harder because it's easier to honor my father that I can see. You know, it's, it's tougher to honor my Heavenly Father sometimes. But I believe we need to remember that no matter what our situation God is our Father. God is our Father. And that's why Jesus, when he taught us to pray, he says, pray like this. Our Father. Our Father. You know, that's, he's our Heavenly Father. And I'm going to have the worship team come up now. We're going to close. We're going to do two things. We're going to close with this song. While we're singing the song, the children are going to come back, and we're going we're to honor our fathers with a tie. No. Um, <laughs>
No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> if it's a tie, I didn't have nothing to do with it. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna honor our fathers. So so we'll sing. We'll we'll all stand. We'll sing this song, and then we'll be seated, and then the children will come, and uh, they'll be here to give us a gift. So let's all stand. Let's sing, "Good, Good Father." Okay, let's have all the dads stay standing, and uh, we'll have the. Um, we're going to give the gifts on the way out. Or no, I, they're going to hand out the gifts. We're going to have the dad stand. I'm going to pray for you, and then they're going to give uh, give you a gift. On the, they're going to come and give you a gift. And you can sit down. I'll get it in a minute. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for dads. Lord, we thank you that we can take this time to honor them. Lord, just bless them. Lord, give them your wisdom. Guide them in all that they do. Lord, just keep your hand on them. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, kids, you can come up and hand out the gifts. And when you get your gift, you can sit down. That way they'll know who's got them. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for being with us. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what, you're our Father, and you're a good Father. So, Lord, we just uh, pray that you'd be with us. Dismiss us now with your blessing. Lord, we thank you for all that you do for us, for caring for us. And, Lord, if anyone needs prayer, encourage them to come up and let Tom and Pam pray for them. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.